0: Hey guys, good evening. Um, welcome to Bethel Radio Hour. We had a snow day last week, I missed you guys. Same here. The kids are pretty excited. I know they're like, we haven't had a snow day at all. And it was hard to be sympathetic when I thought, remember last year when right. you had March through August off, remember right. that? So <laughs> yeah. forgive me for my lack of sympathy. That's funny. But I was thankful for the extra week of preparation. So the topics tonight are a little on the challenging side. I'm not going to pretend I needed to do an extra week's worth of research. Um, So with that, Ben, I'm going to let you set this up, if you don't mind. But these topics are on the Holy Spirit.
1: So yes, and uh, all three topics are dealing specifically with the Spirit-filled life. You can put that in quotations, uh, walking in the Spirit, uh, being Spirit-filled. Some people call it... um, well, you know, depending on your, uh, how would you say it, background. Uh, some people get a lot more uh, detailed with, with that whole situation. For for a Baptist, if you will, uh, I've always been scared to to get too um, comfortable with terminology because before you know it, people assume or think that you're taking it further than what you should. With that said, uh I think that there is a trap, if you're not careful, uh, being afraid of the Spirit-filled life because that's what God has called us to. God has called us to be Spirit-filled. And so, you know, I love what S.M. Lockridge says, just because someone is seasoning their food with too much salt doesn't keep me from seasoning to my taste. And so, even though, in my opinion, some take the uh, word of faith, word of life, you know, thing too far, uh, as in faith healers, as in speaking in tongues, as in being slain in the spirit, such to that nature. Uh, I, I'm not going to worry about that. It, in other words, I'm going to still try to seek the spirit for what God has for me. With all that said, before we go into these topics, uh, Tara, I want uh, the folks here, and I'll I'll narrate because those that are in radio land, if you will, uh, you won't be able to see this, but. Um, We've got a big Sunday coming up here this Sunday. Uh, This wasn't the original plan as far as uh, us voting on a remodel Sunday night on the same Sunday that we're starting our Serving Revolution. But we're taking commitments from the church Sunday uh, on uh, serving our community. Hopefully the challenge is for everyone to commit up to two hours a week for 90 days uh, and the such. So uh, if you've ever heard of Big Mama Productions... Uh, This is a one-minute video from Big Mama Productions. Go ahead, Brother Brad. In a world where (laughs) evil rules, picture of a burning car, a called-out body of believers, about ten people with blue shirts at the church camp, denied... Self. Picture of a cross and dared to serve. Easter walk picture of Barabbas Church Camp picture of Mandy leading worship. That's He-Hall and Brad Miller looking like grandpa there. Children's A Church Bethel Baptist Church who sought the least of these. Just pictures of us serving, the serving revolution, 2021. I thought that was pretty good. So Big Mama is Molly. Oh. <laughs> I movie and Big she Mama Films it. present a Big Mama Films production associated with movie. a Big Mama Films. That's for you, I thought that was a
2: thing. I actually like, like,
3: thought it was, by Big too. Mama.
2: You need her by with it. Big Mama. it is a
1: thing, and it will be a thing, Lord willing. It's I,
0: even bigger than Super Bowl Sunday. Big. That, that, it truly you better is believe a it. Super Sunday coming up. <laughs>
1: That's exactly right. Uh I didn't even put the two together till today that we're voting on the remodel while the Super Bowl's going. we won't have anybody here. So
2: that evening my daughter's soccer game got canceled. We were like, yes, and then Lindsay was like, but we're voting at church and we were like,
0: Yes. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. I, too, canceled my Super Bowl plans this evening when I got the phone call.
1: Yeah. For go. the best. It, for the best. That's exactly right. He wants right. to watch
0: Tom Brady in a Super Bowl again yeah. anyway. Again, I just want yeah. to watch
1: him lose. Please. <laughs> please, Lord. All right. Topic one, uh, the possession and the command. So what we're going to do is uh, most of these topics have just one passage, but this particular one has two passages. So we're starting off with first... Ephesians chapter 1, 13 through 14. What I ask the panel to do is to come prepared with one question a piece for each topic or each verse uh, from a new believer's perspective. So in other words, we're basically putting words in the mouth of the new believer so that we can answer the question that this verse covers in each per- person's you know opinion. Uh, in whom ye also having heard the word of truth. This is Ephesians chapter 1, 13 and 14 the gospel of your salvation, in whom, having also believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is in earnest of our inheritance under the redemption of God's own possession under the praise of His glory. So, uh, I'll I'll go first. My new believer question uh, would be, what's the general gist uh, or conclusion of this passage? And my general answer to that general question is, is that, Uh, This verse is telling every believer that the Holy Spirit possessed them at the point of salvation and that they are sealed for eternity, Uh, but that being certainly a part of the passage, that's not the intention of understanding what the potential here is on uh, be walking in the Spirit and being filled with the Spirit. So the general statement that I would give as an answer to that question, we have been possessed with the Spirit, therefore the Spirit filled life is available. One of the things that I have encountered throughout my ministry uh, since 1985 is the general Christian not really believing that he or she can walk in the Spirit. And and so I've spent a better part of my ministry trying to answer that question. God would never ask you to do something that he knows you can't do. And so uh, you absolutely can. Every person in this building, every person listening to this podcast, you can walk in the Spirit. That's my question and my answer.
0: So my question would be, if you're a new believer listening to this, is what does that look like? If If I'm a new believer and I have the Holy Spirit in me, what does that look like to other people? What, what does being filled with the Holy Spirit, what should that look like in my daily life?
1: Well, okay, so the first answer would be we're going to get into that, okay, with these, with these next verses, but since you've asked it right now, uh, the answer is uh, it, it looks like uh, instant obedience to the initial promptings of the Holy Spirit. So. Um, and, and i 'll tell you most christians don 't get into that till way deeper into their life but but that that 's where discipleship comes in. If we can teach our young new believers and i don 't mean young as in you know twelve and thirteen, but I mean freshly saved uh, believers uh, t- to walk by the spirit that 's going to have so much more impact early on in their life so i it, 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 'm sorry it 's going to look like that uh, your friends are going to see you pray more, that they never saw that before. They're going to see you, they're going to see your language clean up that they never saw before, so on and so
2: forth. Well, you kind of nailed it too. I don't think it's necessarily an age thing. Correct. Like we, I I was probably in my mid-20s when I heard you preach, and I'd been a believer for a handful of years, initial promptings of the Holy Spirit. So that was, I was an infant until I heard that, you know, so you could be 45 or 50, The first yeah, time age needed. has no bearing yeah, so, on this. Yes, and I think actually possibly a younger child if you taught they might catch on to it oh, quicker yeah. than we would.
1: Yeah. Amen. Who go? Who goes next?
3: I think I'm all, all the only ones left.
1: <laughs> oh. oh no, about a question. Each one of us
3: should have a question. Oh, I thought I hadn't gone. No, no question, just, yet. I
2: was just commenting.
3: <laughs> so uh, in my stage of maturity in Christianity, which is shamefully low. Is it supposed to be a new Christian question, or is it just a... I think any Christian question, because
0: okay. I have a whole book full of the, questions after this the, topic the came up. The attempt
1: was, what would a new believer ask new about believer. this verse, okay. from your right. opinion? So, I crumbled so,
2: up four pages of notes, because <laughs> I texted them 15 minutes before we come here.
1: Well, But whatever you well, got, me, bring me, it.
3: So, so yeah, I'll try to put, put it in the context sure. of... Sure. So isn't there a... It's similar to what Tara's asking. How do I know that I'm walking in the Spirit? What, what, what is, do I have a special feeling? Do I, uh, am I overcome with a certain attitude? And when the Spirit's in control, how do I feel? Uh, okay. You know, what are some signs that the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit is leading and I'm, pro- I'm following prompts? So, uh,
1: the second verse in this first topic. So, you had the possession we can be filled with the Spirit. The command, Ephesians five eighteen twenty one: 21, be not drunken with wine, whereas in excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father, subjecting yourselves one to another in the fear of Christ. So there's three things listed there that it looks like. Um, it looks like, uh, and I'll get it here, it looks like spiritually soaking in spiritual music and scripture. So the Spirit-filled Christian is going to be prompted and called by the Spirit to spend time daily with Christ. They're, they're going to soak in the Word. They're going to they're sing psalms and spiritual songs. You know, you're going to listen to 99.1 or something like that. You're going to listen. Uh, some, in this area, some folks can pick up the, I think it's 99.5, which is the bluegrass, uh, version of Christian music. If I could pick that up, that's what I would listen to. It's not because I, I love 99.1, but I bleed bluegrass, you know, and, and Southern gospel music and such. That's my thing. Uh, with that said, um, I, I enjoy 99.1 because I can get it. Uh, but spiritual soaking and spiritual music and scripture. And then this, another uh, evidence of being filled with the Spirit is being thankful. You know, instead of. And, and I, you know, <laughs> uh, there's three fingers, okay? When one goes out, there's three that come back. Instead of the whining, griping, complaining Christian that Ben can be, if he's not careful, just ask my wife, uh, I, he's going to be full of thanksgiving. He's going to be full of, man, I can't believe God is treating me like this positively. I can't believe, you know, all the things that God has done for me. Uh, isn't it so exciting, you know, yada, yada, yada? The, 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 you, our friends, neighbors, and relatives should see us being in a constant uh, positive attitude, even though I know all the stuff that goes along with that. Uh, and so I'm not preaching a positive mental attitude. I am preaching that if you're filled with the Spirit, you're going to be thankful and you're going to be giving thanksgiving. And the last one is submission mm-hmm. to others.
3: That's exactly how I feel until I get hungry or till I'm late. <laughs> or
1: get in line at the yeah, bank. Get cut, and
3: cut off with the traffic. At the traffic. So so yes, uh, that's about the level of my spiritual uh, control, and there's the word right there. It's 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 constant wrestling match for the control, Uh, and and I'm really good at wrestling with the spirit. I shouldn't. And we've talked about you know
1: the Indian. The Indian was asked, Mm -hmm. you know, how how do you walk in the spirit? And he said, well, there's a black dog in my heart and a white dog in my heart. The white dog's the Holy Spirit. The black dog is my flesh. And he said, well, which one wins? Well, whichever one I feed. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if we, and, and, and that's the spirit-filled life. If you feed the Holy Spirit with his scripture, he's going to be prompting you. And so, then it's
0: quickly, too, define the flesh. If we're talking about a new Christian and they hear somebody say the flesh, what are you talking about? And then I have a bit of analogy after you've defined you the flesh.
1: So, uh, Romans 6, uh, what should we say then? Should we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid... How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us who were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death? Uh, and that's about as far as I can go by memory. Um, and uh, I'll find it here in just a second. Um, Romans chapter 6, verse 6 uh, says, For we know that our old self was crucified with him, so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. So the flesh is the old self that is, is dead from a positional standpoint. So uh, positionally, we are seated in Christ in the heavenlies. That means that when God looks at you, he does not see you necessarily sitting here in your unfinished state. He sees you fi- a finished product in heaven. It's sealed. It's done. You can't lose that salvation. And uh, and so for you and I, though, living here and now, the way you and I overcome our sinful flesh is that we have to see ourselves positionally seated in heaven, and we can overcome.
2: One analogy, kind of like what you just said, that helped me picture that, is I said, I heard like when God looks down on the earth, mm-hmm. he sees little red dots. Those little red dots are his children washed in the blood. There you go. He sees nothing else. And so I try to picture that as that's how he sees me. Right. You know, it's just one of those analogies that help me picture it. Right.
0: So in thinking of the flesh, I heard a preacher talking about how it's like we're mentally bilingual, and you've got the spirit, and you've got the flesh. So take someone who is bilingual, somebody that is fluent in Spanish. Now, they're English-speaking, but they're fluent in Spanish. Right. Okay? So um, – what do they think they? So, if you ask someone, um, "What are you thinking?" and they're like, "Oh, I, I think in English," right? Because that's what your heart language. thats what you practice more. Right. What comes out of you is what you practice more of. If you practice more right. English, right. So, in other words, in the flesh. So, if you
1: practice flesh. If
0: you're practicing right. flesh, if you're listening to flesh, if you're talking flesh, if you're watching, fl- if I'm you're fluent. Yeah, you're fluent <laughs> in your sin. I'm an interpreter. Nature. Yeah, <laughs> yes. you're you're fluent in your sin unless. You're thinking right. in the spirit. Uh, it, it just that made a lot of sense to me. So, which language are you practicing?
1: That's good. That's real good. Uh, it, it reminds me, you know, of the thing with, with Dawn and I. Early on in our marriage, she, she would struggle when things got tight or whatever the case may be. And if she wasn't careful, it was no faith, you know. And so, what I got started doing is I would hold my hand up to my eyes and I'd say, You're right, Dawn. There is no God. There is no hope. We might as well just die. You know, of course, you know, that wasn't necessarily uh, spiritual on my part. Inspirational speech. That right. was that's really good. Right. That's right. But <laughs> <laughs> well, she was, She loved it. <laughs> that she, didn't help her? She loved it. But what it did do was it taught her to catch herself, yeah. you know, and before she would get into that thing of, you know, I, I know, I know there's a God. I know that he's going to provide, but I'm struggling. Well, that's fair. Th- that's fair.
0: Now that can- you
2: just bought ninety-seven turkeys and we are out of money.
0: <laughs> 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 well, well no, you were I wasn't out of money until and bought the food to feed them. <laughs> so anyway. Well, I think back to in college, um, and I've shared this before. And I'm away at college, and I'm of age, so all of my friends are like, "We're all going to go to the bar," and I was like, well, "I'll go." You know, if I wasn't working by some miracle and actually not studying, and I can remember them saying like, "You are so awkward. Like you are not fun." And I didn't like it. And I can remember just being there and looking around and thinking, I don't like this. I am awkward. I'm super uncomfortable. It wasn't comfortable to me. And years later, looking back, I'm like, I didn't like it because the Holy Spirit in me didn't want... It was uncomfortable. I didn't like it. I was awkward. I couldn't wait to get out of there. And I, looking back, that's why.
2: I, I explain a conscience as the Holy Spirit. It's you that best. It's that gut feeling. Right. And when I've denied that gut feeling usually calamity ensues, you right. know, and that's me denying what God is trying to tell me. Well,
1: the proverb says that our conscience is his flashlight searching our inward parts. And, and so, I mean, even though a lot of people, <laughs> they spend a lot of time learning how to keep their conscience in check, you, you need to let your conscience have its way because that's mm-hmm. God trying to protect you type thing. Anybody else got any question on these two verses?
3: This is just a passage of Scripture that came to mind after I'd asked the question, what do you feel like? Galatians 5, of course, gives us the the details of how you should feel. If you're walking in the flesh, it says, uh, uh, starting with verse uh, 16, and this I say, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not be filled with the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you be led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, and it just goes into a adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies. There's a pretty good, pretty detailed list there. And then uh, the ones, how you should feel if you're walking in the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there, there is no law, uh, as, as there oughtn't be. Um, the things that God provides and his definitions and wholesome um, commands, there should be no law against them. And if you're walking in the Spirit, those, those things should be evident in your life. Uh, I look at this list and I evaluate my day, and I didn't do very good today. Just saying.
1: Well, and so the next verse there, uh, and they that are Christ have crucified the flesh, with the affections and lusts. That leads us right into topic two, because these three topics build on themselves. So if you first recognize that you have been possessed by the Holy Spirit, so walking in the Spirit is possible, and then you realize that you're commanded to do that. You you have don't be drunk with wine, it's in an excess, and and we're not. He doesn't cover that because he's, you know, saying anything about alcohol there, even though as, as Baptists we believe that the Scripture certainly does speak to that. That is used as an analogy. If we went out, let's just say it's legal for a minute, we went out and we got drunk, we would be under the control of that influence. That's they actually call that drinking under the influence. Well, Go ahead.
0: I had... Um you know can't do one of these without referencing John MacArthur but he was talking about back in the time when they were Paul was writing this that was a common practice in pagan temples where they would get just like completely gorged out on it all food alcohol um temple prostitutes like they really went for it in pagan temples so then Whenever, like the day of Pentecost, when the people yeah. were talking in different yeah. tongues, and what did they say? Oh, they must be drunk. Already. They're, they're already drunk, and it's Before it's 10 morning. In the morning. It's morning, and they're already drunk because they were thinking in pagan temples. That's what they would do. They would right. get drunk, and they, it would just not make any sense at all. And so that's, you know, at the time that was part of right. the pagan spiritual quote worship. It was culturally accepted.
1: I, I mean, it's what you did, you know, type thing. Uh, <laughs> What keeps coming to mind is they put the O in orgy. I mean, th- th- they invented it. You know, he said that, your, not I either. did. I said That's it. Ben sorry. Kingston.
2: Well, one thing I looked up, uh, different translations, a few of these um, I was a little confused with. You know, old school terminology and the ye and thou. Yeah. Well, looking in the NIV, one of them says, you know, do not be drunk with wine. would leads to debauchery. Sure. So I was like, well, what is debauchery? Well, debauchery is sensual pleasure. Sure. Well, sensual pleasure, a lot of times, you know, the top of the list is sexual immorality. Sure. But it gives pleasure to your physical senses rather than to your mind. So you can do that with caffeine. You can do that with food. You can do that. You know, the endorphins when you eat four cheesecakes. You it's know, that's, awesome. Yeah, you know. But that is, that is trying to <laughs> fulfill your right. fleshly pleasures right. other than your mind like you were talking about. Right.
1: Sure. So, so Paul is making the comparison just as drinking brings your body under its influence we should give our body to the influence of the holy spirit right okay and so how do you do that spiritually soaking in spiritual music scripture thanksgiving submission to others now how do you do that well topic 2 the sacrifice galatians 220 i have been crucified with christ and it is no longer i that live but christ liveth in me in that life which I now live in the flesh, I live in faith, the faith which is the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So my new believer question for this particular passage was, what is Paul exemplifying in this analogy of being crucified with Christ? Well, he's exemplifying the very fact that we should follow Christ's example by dying to self Daily. What did Jesus say to his disciples? Deny yourself, pick up your cross, cross and follow me. And follow yep. me. Okay. And so, uh, we are to follow his example by dying to self daily. This is how a consistent, spirit filled walk with Christ is achieved. You know, w- w- we've got people uh, I mean, you name it in this church they're trying to overcome. Whether it's substance abuse, whether it's alcohol, whether it's too much food intake in a day's time. I mean, fill in the blank. Whether it's uh, pornography. I mean, you name it; it it's represented in this Anger, church. Gossip. Anger management. Lord help. Uh, you, you name it. So, how do those, how do any one of those people overcome on a daily basis by consistently, daily dying to self, following the example of Christ?
2: I, I have a question on yeah. this one, and this was, you know, I my own personal question. So when it says, "I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer that I live, but Christ liveth in me." and that life which i now live in the flesh i live in faith so does that mean that it is what it is am i putting too much in, in you know putting too much stock in you know politics or sports or you know because if i'm living in faith what does everything else matter if christ lives in me you know we devote a lot of our time to stuff that is not christ and that was an honest question is are, are we Because I I put on here politics, the jerk on the road that cut you off, what Trump tweets, if we're melting (laughs) icebergs on earth. Are we worrying too much about stuff if we're just living in faith?
1: Well, well, I mean, I think that there's no doubt of that. I mean, but at at the same time, I think I I can say that, you know, that's really kind of sort of the, I mean, I guess that's the point. As we walk in the spirit, he's going to point those things out. Right. You know, he's going to he's going to tell you what matters and what doesn't. Uh, I'll give you an example. A couple, three years ago now, I stumbled across this documentary on the Faroe Islands, if I'm saying that right, or Fariz or Farozi. And these people, I mean, it's in the coldest part of the world, and they live off of the amount of whales that they kill every year Mm -hmm. And, and the other animals that live on. Well, of course, you know, now is not an acceptable time to kill whales these days. Right. So, so it's an issue. It's a political hotbed and all that neat stuff. And all these people, are, they're just trying to say, leave us alone. You know, we, we just fair. want We've been to
0: doing it this way forever. Since
1: 15-something. Yeah. You know, we just want to live, you know. And these whales, and, and there, there is, the, you know, the, the nation that controls those islands has done all the studies. There's more than plenty of whales. It, it's a, a, what's that word? It's a, it keeps renewing itself it's a renewing, sustainable resource. They're not hurting anything. Uh, they they are harvesting about 800 whales a year. It just captivated me, absolutely captivated me. And so, that was three years ago. Uh, the other day, I, it is triggered, something triggered, so I'm looking it up, you know, so are, are they still, are they still killing whales, you know? And, and they are, hallelujah. Uh, but, uh, I, I, That's not a hallelujah. Well, no, no, it is. <laughs> I'm it not is. sure which <laughs> side <of> the fence <laughs> I'm, I'm supposed to be on. <laughs> uh, the P- I know,
0: I could see the white-tailed deer yeah, analogy. Yeah. So The PC crowd
1: has not won in this particular situation. With that said, about 10 minutes into it, I could hear the Holy Spirit saying, what's this got to do with Bethel, you know, Ben, 2021? Nothing. Amen. <laughs> no <laughs> no nothing.
2: Well, and that's, yeah. You know, from using, using your words, if it doesn't affect eternity. Right, right let it go. You know, so and that, that one kind of smacked me. And yeah. it's like, who yeah. cares? Yeah, who, who cares? It's like, let's focus on what's important.
1: That, that's exactly right. And so, so again, if you're striving, if you have that fear, and, and I'm not saying you, Tom, right. but if someone has that fear that, quote, unquote, they're living their life for stuff that doesn't matter, you know, who wins the Super Bowl and all that jazz, you start seeking the holy spirit He will be he's here gonna, he's gonna sort all that out he, he's gonna sort he's he gonna tell you he's gonna right. love you enough to tell you
2: that's that conscience we yeah. talked
3: about yeah so. you, you bet so this is a devil's advocate question so by this verse do i have to give up all my dreams all the things that i had thought my life was going to be if i'm cru- crucified with christ if I, this, isn't that me dying to my dreams to my aspirations to you know, what I, the course of my life I thought it was going to go, that would be a new Christian, new Christian concern or Mm -hmm. maybe even a, a well,
2: I would think if, yeah, if you're living for yourself, if you're not content, I think we've kind of covered that. Yeah. If you're like, man, this life sucks, this is the one God gave you. So yeah. So if if you're struggling with that saying I should have been three PhDs and this and this and this, then I think that would answer your question is. Well, but if a and amen, because uh, I think you could almost say yes and no. <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: th- I think th- if the if I've got a new believer sitting in front of me and they ask that as a genuine question, my first response would not be, yes, you, you need to give up on all your hopes and dreams, because I don't know what God's doing in that person's life, and so mm-hmm. what I would tell them is, is that don't worry about that at this point. You learn how to walk in the Spirit. Again, the Spirit will make it clear if you've gone the wrong direction. F- for instance, when I surrendered to mm-hmm. preach... I was going to be the next Billy Graham, if you will. I was going to be the next uh, Gerald Mitchell. I was going to be the next revivalist. I wasn't going to pastor uh, any church. I was going to be in, in every church type thing. And I was going to become the first BMA guy that, that you know, is, is having 20,000 uh, people in, in a crusade, yada, yada, yada. And Tara
2: would be quoting your book.
1: No, I know, doubt, right? no Like doubt. I've got his
0: commentary in my <laughs> library.
1: <laughs> yep. Problem is, you got to read. you got to be able to read. <laughs> so, uh, and I'm talking about me. I, right. I, you know, my, my reading level wasn't where it needed to be. But I quickly learned that that wasn't God's plan for my life. And so I had to make a decision. Am I going to follow my dream or am I going to follow He'll God? You'll make your
2: paths clear. That, that, that's right.
1: That's right. And so I, I wouldn't discourage someone by saying, oh, yeah, you've you got to give up on all your dreams. Because, again, I don't know what God's doing in their life. But what you do need to do is just teach them this is how you determine god's will for your life and and certainly spirit filled spirit filled life should help you know what god's will is for you i would
3: add to that my just my personal testimony yeah there was a time in my life when you know i i had given up on all my dreams and i gave my life to christ and i you know basically said my life is yours and my life has not been less than what i had hoped for Correct. My life has been more Correct. than what I had hoped for. Yeah,
2: you, you can't.
3: I can give you testimony looking back 40 years right. that, that that's the case. So, yes, you should lay down your, every aspiration you have right. because God's not going to lead you to less than, than what you dreamed and hoped for.
1: Hey, amen. Good stuff.
0: So, before I go into, I guess, one of my questions answers to this is just to go back and talk. It seems like the Holy Spirit in some churches takes a lead role. And in some churches, we don't hardly talk about it at all. Like the Holy Spirit is kind of like not really He's mentioned. He's called the forgotten God. Right. And it's it's almost like we are afraid to talk too much about the Holy Spirit. Um, and not that we can understand um, the Trinity and its completeness with yeah. this human mind that we have. But they're all equal, right? Father, mm-hmm. Son, Holy Spirit. Um, but I was in preparing for this thinking like, you know what? I, I haven't heard In my lifetime, that much preaching on the Holy Spirit. So I came across this question, and I'd never thought of it before, but the question was, if the Holy Spirit were a pronoun, would it be it or he? He. And so that made me think. Right. He is personal. You bet. Uh, And the preacher went on to say, when you think of the Holy Spirit, it's not what but who. Who? It's not it but he. It's not a force But a friend, you know, and I'm thinking about all of this, and I was like, "Well, I've never thought of the Holy Spirit like that, Um, and the Holy Spirit living in me." And then, you know, it starts to think things like, "Well, then He sees what I see, He hears what I hear. What what am I looking at? Um, What am I listening to? Yeah, Yeah, He's listening to the things I'm saying, and that makes it more personal." It's kind of like and I heard Robbie Zacharias say this like a few years ago, is in how his kids asked him to go see a movie that they'd already seen. And they're like, Dad, you gotta come watch this movie. It's great. So he goes to watch the movie and the whole time his daughter kept saying, Oh, I'm sorry, I don't remember them talking like that. Oh, I'm sorry, I, I don't remember it being <laughs> this way. Like now with the like press every
2: eighties movie I've let my kids. Watch. Right, exactly.
0: Oh, don't watch Tombstone with your kids. Oh my uh, but I'm just saying. Or major pain. Have you ever done that where you oh, watched yeah. a movie and yeah. you thought it was hilarious right. and then you go to watch it it's with terrible. your mom or your children <laughs> and oh you're like, you can't turn it off fast enough? National Lampoons family vacation. What? Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, oh. turn that off. Oh my gosh. Uh, but but that, I'm just saying. You know that, what I'm that's talking a rabbit about?
2: hole. Videos there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Total rabbit hole. Maybe for next week. But I'm just saying, <laughs> when you think of it in that respect, when you think of the Holy Spirit in that respect in your life, it's kind of like that that movie you're watching with your mom that you didn't realize like, oh man they did did I did I say that Did I think that? Did I listen to that? Am I going to watch this movie and you start to have a different perspective well, and what on a blessing. what you're doing?
2: It works in the reverse too, on times that I have actually listened to the spirit and done the correct thing years later, I will think of that, and it blesses me you It'll bet. lift me up. you know there's moments that I've thought I could have done the wrong thing and I'm like, and he just, he just constantly pours those blessings on me no matter where I'm at in any age. Amen.
0: Or sometimes we're just, um, has to, I'll say that had to come from God because I'm not smart enough to think of it myself. Or you say something, uh, I'll be honest, I've listened back to these Bethel radio hours, probably not going to be this one. Uh, but the other day I actually listened to one and I don't usually, and I thought, man, that had to be the Holy Spirit there because I am not smart enough to come up with that on my own. Anything I ever write, <laughs>
2: that's why I... I you know, I will unashamedly say it's from God. because I'm not that good. <laughs> Amen.
1: Well, so uh, before we go to the third topic here, uh, what would you guys say? What does the process of quote unquote dying to self look like to you guys?
3: Hmm. Romans 12.1. Ooh.
1: Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Very good.
3: And. Uh, uh, finish it for me. Uh, I have to get there to finish it. It's put your uh, basically offering yourself as right. a living sacrifice, acceptable holy to God. Right. And rough paraphrase. Uh, you, you talk about the sacrifice that always crawls off the altar. Right. A living sacrifice yeah. will do that. That's right. Regularly.
1: <laughs> so, for me, I mean, it, it's a matter of um, it's discipline, disciplining yourself that when you see yourself going the wrong direction, and the Holy Spirit. And here's the thing, the Holy Spirit's faithful. He, he is faithful. And, and I can't tell you how many times the phone will ring at an opportune time that, that will kind of snap me out of whatever temptation may be going on uh, or, or, or an interruption or a song or whatever. Uh, he makes a way of escape if, if we'll take it. And, and so then you've got a choice. Am I going to crucify my flesh and, and allow the Spirit to lead me in this direction or am I going to basically walk into the throne room and commit this sin In front of God, because that's really what you're doing.
2: Uh, Mine would be 2 Corinthians 10.5. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Very good. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Very good.
0: So when I think um, what it looks like, I guess surrendering. Yeah. um, I just think I'm so selfish. And I remember, I mean, I... I'm selfish with my time. I'm not so much selfish with money. I'm not so much, but with my time and energy, it's so, and so when I think of this, it's like lining right up with the serving revolution that you're talking about. Like part of me crucifying my flesh is giving of myself, my precious time, my precious energy. That is a big one for me, but also surrendering the, well, they hurt my feelings. I'm going to be offended. I'm just going to be offended. Mm -hmm. Or. Right before oh, I've got some hot juicy gossip and I cannot you're not gonna believe what just happened at this basketball game last night. That's or, not know, only daily, that's every hour. Oh my gosh, times. yes. So if we're talking about for me, this is me personally, and I'm pointing at myself. Um it's definitely um surrendering words that I shouldn't say, frustrations that I don't have to have. I, I don't have to get mad. I don't have to um, or forgiveness that I need to give. There's a whole lot of crucifying that can happen with this.
1: Well, one thing, too, along those lines, uh, your best friends, and I don't mean that as in that you call them your best friends. I'm saying the people that are truly your best friends are the people that when you realize, whether it's gossip or you're being, you're being self-righteous, whatever, you know, but you're, you're fixing the sin. And you catch yourself, and, but, but you've already started it, and they go, it's okay. It's all right. They, they let you take yeah. it back and stop. The worst friend, no, come on, come on, come on. You started it. <laughs> and, I, because, and I'm the world's worst to that. Uh, I, was, if someone starts on a juicy morsel, I want them to finish it. But that's wrong. That's absolutely wrong. Oh, they're, yeah. they're, trying to, they're trying to do the right thing, you know, and, and we've all been there. Um, and, and the 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 best friends are the ones that go okay, okay, I get yeah. it. Uh, one to it.
2: one thing that you just said though, I can't, I couldn't find the scripture. But what plagues you is common among every man. And so, like as you're speaking, I'm like, wow, that's everything that happened to me today. That's another thing mm-hmm. that confirms to me this is true. What we talk about, because it is, we all suffer every day from exactly what you talk about. Every person that's listening, believer or non-believer, suffers from it. They just yeah. might not admit it.
1: Right. Yeah, it it and like you say, I mean it, it's we are selfish beings. It's our flesh. And so the only way you're gonna get the selfless is to walk in the spirit. All right. Are we ready for topic three?
0: Topic three. I um, will be go. running downstairs, but I did come across again an awesome analogy that I, I have to share with That's you. Here. Um when it talks about the Holy Spirit and it being in us. Um, and it's a gift, right? Would you Correct. would you not call this a gift? A- so, absolutely. so let's it's imagine the earnest
1: of our salvation. Down payment.
0: So you you all are men and we live in Missouri where there's lots of trees and acreage and let's pretend that you had some acreage that you needed to clear. And your wife is awesome. So she gave you this chainsaw that is huge, brand new, powerful, big one. Best thing they've got going. Steel yeah, and, and she gives you the gift, and you're kind of like, oh, I don't want to, I don't know, man, I could probably hurt myself with that thing. Or this is like, ah, boy, this brand new is really pretty. I'm just going to pack it up and put it in the attic. So you go to work on your tree, and you get out your good pocket knife and start whittling away at the tree with your pocket knife when you've been given this gift of a huge chainsaw. Right. Now, again, uh, the person doing this analogy made it a clear point that, I know the Holy Spirit's not a tool for us to use. We are the tool that he uses. But it is like a guy that has a whole lot of work that can be done, and you've got a much more powerful tool and that's a gift that you're not opening, that you're not using, and you can't.
1: Absolutely. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, drop the mic.
2: She's going (laughs) to listen back to that and say, that was not me. That was so good. (laughs)
3: Sounds like a chainsaw. Uh,
2: a shout-out, um, and I know if,
1: if you're here and you are that I'm speaking to in the audience, uh, th- these are, are quaint crowds, and we appreciate everyone that is here. Uh, and I encourage you to continue to uh, advertise for us, if you will. Let folks know they can get on dot and listen to these BRH. Uh, I, I found out, because I don't have Facebook, found out through my wife that... Uh, One of our members uh, basically gave us a shout-out because she's been listening to them, and and that's wonderful. Every time I hear that, I I just get thrilled about it. So I appreciate uh, folks uh, getting the word out that these are available. So topic three, the practice and discipline. So if if you back up, you've got uh, the possession, which is the Holy Spirit uh, when someone is saved. You've got the command in Ephesians 5.18 to be filled with the Spirit. You've got the process, spiritually soaking in spiritual music and Scripture, thanksgiving, submission to others. And then you've got the sacrifice. To successfully walk in the Spirit, you've got to die to self. And then you have the practice and the discipline of doing that. Uh, So what does that look like? Romans 10.17, So belief or faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ. And then the other passage under this is, uh, well, no, I'm sorry, that that, that was it. Uh, No, it isn't. 1 John John 5, 4 and 8. For whatsoever is begotten of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that hath overcome the world, even our faith. And who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not with the water only, but with the water and with the blood. And it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three who bear witness, the Spirit, the water, and the blood, and the three agree in one. So, you know, my thought was a new believer might ask the question, uh, so if we believe that we can be filled or controlled by the Spirit, we will be? Question mark. And so, obviously, the answer is absolutely. So, you know, once you understand that I've been possessed by the Spirit, so it's possible. I've been commanded by God to walk in the Spirit. Uh, I I accomplish that by dying to self on a daily basis. And the way how I feed that is through the Word of God and faith that I can do what God has called me to do. We have to believe that we can truly walk in the Spirit on a daily basis. And then when we believe that, we supply that belief with the Word of God. You know, I, I had a guy ask me one time, after a counseling session, he said, so you're telling me if I expose myself more to God's word, I'll be able to do what God's called me to do. And I said, yeah, that's what God's word says. So faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And and so now it's it's just in your ballpark. It's up to you. you got to go feed. the Because, you know, I've used this analogy quite a bit, Gavin, that, you know, Gavin's written two books. So you read those books. You may or may not Because let's face it, we're all on different levels, you know, mentally, intellectually, however you want to say it. You may or may not get the total gist of what the author, Dr. Gavin Hooks, is trying to get across. So, you really want to know what that book has to say? Sit down with the author. Amen. And and the Holy Spirit lives inside of you.
2: Well, uh, one thing that kind of hit me, um, another one that I looked at a different translation, it said, consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ um, new international version. Sure. Um, but the thing was, I was like, so belief cometh of hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. Hearing is different than listening. Correct. That was big for me. And I was thinking as a new believer, so do I have to hear it? Who do I hear it from? Well, what if you're deaf? I know that sounds silly, but hearing is more of an emotion, feeling it. Right. And, and I don't know if I'm, you know, parsing it too much here, but I was thinking of Helen Keller when she couldn't hear nor talk, and when they were able to communicate with her, she said, I knew there was a God. I just didn't know his name. So the thing is, so belief cometh by hearing. I believe that is an internal, like we're talking about Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit being in us. It's not just through your ears. It's something you're going to feel.
1: You bet. Gavin?
3: Would you equate walking in the Spirit as walking in victory? Oh, absolutely. I I, I, I can't see it any other way.
1: Yeah. The abundant life however you want to call it.
3: And if God has given us a portion of himself, which he has, and it's called, referred to as earnest, and I meant to re- re- research that a little bit, if it's the same concept in real estate where somebody puts right. earnest money on the I've, property. I've used that
1: for years.
3: You, you yeah. don't get that back if you break the deal. Correct. And God and God's yeah. not going to break the deal. Once you are a child of his, he's not going to break the deal. He's given us a por- portion of himself that's not redeemable, that's that's not uh, refundable. Um, and walking in victory then just means walking in the uh, your purchase influence <laughs> of a, what, yeah. what he's done already for, what he's given us, is walk, walking under that influence. Uh, it, I just wanted to get this quote in here because it's good. Adrian Rogers said one time, walking in victory is putting the foot of faith on the promise of God. And from mm-hmm. one promise to the next, I think that's probably a good... Uh, Criteria for walking in, sure. in the Spirit? well, um, Using God's promises, claiming them, assuming them. Um, sometimes you just have to, in faith, believe that God has given you this victory. And there's multiple biblical examples of that. God promised Abraham the promised land. And he walked in the promised land, but he never actually possessed it. He had to, by faith, believe that that was given to him and ultimately, the fruit of that faith was, um, came to reality in his children and grandchildren, right. great-grandchildren. Right. Um, so he never really owned it, but he believed that God had given it. There's some things in our life that never, we may never see with our own eyes. We have to believe that, for instance, in my life, my hope is that I, I'm leaving behind a heritage for my kids to follow the Lord. And I, I don't know that. I'm going to claim that as as Amen. a promise, as a victory, um, because I believe that God, that's exactly what Abraham was promised, a heritage. Right. I, right. I, I'm claiming that promise as well because um, I'm a child of God. I'm claiming his promises. A- Amen. Amen. Very you're good. you're living in
2: faith, and that's all you
3: have. Right. Yeah. Amen.
2: So uh,
1: Revelation 1-3 is, I think, a good example of this also. Uh, Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of the prophecy and keep the things that are written therein, for the time is at hand. Now, if I talk to you uh, about, you know, let's talk about a book in the Bible that is easily understood and greatly talked about in a a level of understanding. We would not mention the book of Revelation.
2: Jeff Folk would.
1: Jeff Folk would, right. But very few people would. Right. Very few people would. Notice what it says. Blessed is he or she that readeth. The word understand is not in there. Right. Blessed is he or she that readeth. And they that hear the words of the prophecy and keep the things that are written therein, for the time is at hand. And so there's a blessing just from reading it. That's it. Yeah, and and I think that's true for God's word as well. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if we need more faith, and all of us would say that we do, if we need more faith, it comes by reading God's word. Now, there are some common sense qualifiers You have to exercise faith that God will do what he says he will do. Um, You know, you've heard me before preach on uh, the power of a prepared prayer. You know, Scripture talks about don't get involved in vain babblings. So I'm not talking about that at all. I'm not talking about something that you repeat just for the sake of repeating it. I'm talking about a prayer that you have prepared that you pray each time, but you mean it every time you pray it. And that's what I do when I read God's word. I, I pray this prayer. Lord I pray that you will uh, you, that your holy Spirit will lead God and direct my every thought concerning your word my life for you and your ministry in my life I, I crafted that prayer in college I've been praying it ever since and I do believe it is a prayer that God honors and answers so uh, let me see here I'm getting in my notes here so to that question The first one that I said on this last topic, so if we believe that we can be filled or controlled by the Spirit, will we be? Question mark. The answer is yes. But remember what James said, faith without works is dead. If we believe by faith that the Spirit of God has possessed us at spiritual birth, that He has commanded us to walk in Him and given specific directions that we have the ability to crucify our flesh and we seek Him through disciplined Bible reading, yes, we can walk in the Spirit. So the general statement on this is basically we have been given our faith That is fed by the word. Therefore, daily intake of the word makes the spirit-filled life probable—not just possible, but probable.
3: You reminded me of Psalms, Psalms chapter one: "Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, but standeth in the nor standeth in the way sinner, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he doth meditate day and night." So you you can read it and be blessed. But if you meditate it, you can, you can chew and glean from it even more spiritual nutrition if you want to look at it that way. Um, so it's not just a, a cursory reading because that will help you. And God says that his word doesn't go out and come back void. It, it accomplishes the, the reason he sent it for
2: Well, if you just practice it, it's no different than, you know, changing a lifestyle and start going to the gym and making yourself healthier. And you practice, practice, train, train, train. You're going to see the rewards of your efforts, you know, and that's on a fleshly level. Yeah, you do the same thing with God's word. You will absolutely see the rewards coming back to you. Amen.
1: Brother Larry sends this in, my own personal prayer that I do daily. Lord, help me to be a better husband and father and grandfather, great-grandfather, better person to my family. Friends, let me love and advice. Let my love and advice be good to everyone I meet. Let it show in the name of Jesus. Let me know how to protect all my friends and family members. Very good. Anything else, gentlemen, you want to add to walking in the spirit? Uh, I'm I'm looking at my notes. This isn't good radio, but nonetheless. (laughs) He can edit that out. That's that's right. Uh, Guys, thank you so much. Uh, We have a very special Sunday plan. Please be praying. (laughs) about uh, our serving revolution starting Sunday. Uh, Please be praying about how God wants you to serve. Uh, Be praying about our remodel presentation and vote Sunday evening. We good? All right, Brother Brad, thank you.
3: Thanks, everybody.